because of the long habit of misperception, misunderstanding, we built a long history of not relating properly to with other sentient beings, with other beings. And we end up not relating properly with our own selves in, in the end. And while we are still messed up and something happens and we want to start to make a change because we have some conviction that something is wrong, something went wrong, but we don't know how to fix it yet because all we know is how to mess things up. We become so adept. So what do we do in the beginning? How do we turn this around? So there are those beings and the term is thrown around a lot, it sort of loses its, uh, its true meaning. That term unconditional love. There are beings who who live that way, who exist that way. They love unconditionally. They're not waiting for you to be to change into some being of light so they can say, oh, now I can love that one. They truly love you exactly as you are. And it's not a love where tolerance and tolerance. Is that I'm sure it's not? I'm sure it's exactly not. Tolerance? Tolerance and tolerance. Tolerance is exactly not. Tolerance is not quite the word I'm looking for. But it has the sense of you see someone doing something bad and because of your own weakness you let them do it and sometimes this is misinterpreted as love or loving them as exactly as they are that's not the kind of unconditional love that these beings have the unconditional love they have for you is the love not only focuses on your happiness, but primarily the love focuses on your benefit. What is a benefit to you? What is of what will be of true benefit to you? And of course, whenever they can throw happiness here and there on your way, they'll be more than happy to do it. But when what you think will make you happy will not be a benefit to you, they will not throw it your way because they have true love for you. So, they're all messed up. And some, by some miracle, you want to change, you want to change, you want to turn your existence around. You're tired of the 
the pain that you've caused others, and you're tired of the pain especially that you've inflicted upon yourself. So these beings who exist through unconditional love, they create games for you. They create games for us. So in order for you to begin to undo this, I want a better word, mess. This will be a very bad ASEAN, ASEAN. Okay. <laughs> Say the word mess to me too often. So to help us, They start teaching us about, okay, stop focusing on yourself. Start focusing on others. And you start focusing on others. And you pick that up quite nicely to the point where you completely neglect yourself. You get to a certain point. You get to a certain uh, degree of transformation. And you keep going on trying to put others first, trying to act that way, trying to think that way, trying to be that way. After a certain time, it doesn't work anymore. Because in order for you to do that, there's one being out of the, all the infinite beings that you, had to, that you were neglecting. And you had to neglect that being in order to start to understand to think about others. And to the point where the games that they that they gave you to play with, where you had to even, depending on how bad the situation was, you had to start thinking, I'm awful. I'm, I'm, I shouldn't like myself. And you start thinking about Instead, and that was a trick so that you can start thinking about others, so you can start liking others, so you can start really thinking about the benefit of others. And you were a good trooper, you ended up hating yourself. You did a very good job. But your love for others isn't real yet. You're thinking about it. You, you start to really want it. And when you reach that point where you really hate yourself, then the teacher says, now it's time for the next phase. To really live where you're only at, where everything you do is for the benefit of others. You have to be really advanced. Now that you've shown that you are willing to even hate yourself, <coughs> so you can turn around because you're truly desperate. You truly see how you cannot continue this way anymore. 
now the teacher says, now there's one being that you've neglected. That's why you cannot really love others. It is love all sentient beings. It's not love some of them or most of them. And you are counted among all sentient beings. In the same way, right now, you're not really loving sentient beings. You're aspiring to it. You force yourself to give them the first. And at times, it starts to become a habit. You really start to give them first. But you feel stuck. I hate myself, properly. I don't do anything for myself. I neglect myself. I make myself the poorest among them while I help others gain great wealth. I make myself unhappy while I make sure others become happy. Why am I not progressing? Why, not, why, not, why am I not there where I'm supposed to be? Now you have to do the ultimate task. When you love someone, what is it that you're doing? What is it that love demands of you? Demands that you give yourself. If you hate yourself, how are you going to give it? <laughs> so, now you have to do the task of loving yourself. And it's not a... a, a uh, unbalance that the unbalanced sense of love you were doing before where you were putting others in front of you and then putting yourself deliberately putting yourself behind you had to go through that to get rid of that habit now that you are sufficiently free of that habit and not quite free of it it doesn't have as much power over you as it used to now you have to love yourself exactly as you are wishing to love others. Then you can, it can be said you love all sentient beings. And that will be difficult for you right now. Because you are progressing on the spiritual path by hating yourself. It seems to be what you had to do to finally get there. And now the very method that you are using to advance is the very method that is keeping you back from going from further, from advancing further. So, now, you have to distance yourself from yourself and look at yourself as just another sentient being who needs love another sentient being who needs to be happy. And you have to help that sentient being get there also. And you're going to struggle with that. If you find yourself not struggling with that, you will not practice it. When it becomes difficult for you to really love yourself, to take care of yourself, believe it or not, it's a sign of your spiritual that you are spiritual, that you have been on the path. 
and you've been practicing. And you have to bring yourself to the level where you have affection for yourself, the same way you would have affection for others. And that's the middle. It doesn't mean now, okay, neglect all other sentient beings and, and just focus on yourself. Now you have to be all-inclusive. And you have to include yourself. And when you're at that level, then you can do those amazing Bodhisattva deeds. Where it seems like you have no care for yourself whatsoever. where you can offer yourself to the tigers, to the hungry tigers, and be in bliss when the hungry tigers is feeding off of you. But until you love yourself, you can't do that. Until you love yourself equally the way you would love others, you cannot do that. So, before, when we were all selfish, we were really caught up in hate of ourselves, and we thought we were loving ourselves, giving ourselves everything, making sure that we are the one who gets everything first. And you got on the path, then you start to hate yourself by making sure you get everything last and give everything first to others. That's the middle path. That's the middle way, I mean. Not the middle way, my Jamaica. <laughs> midpoint of the path. Okay. Now that you've hated yourself sufficiently, nicely, now start loving yourself without falling back to hating others in, in, in order to do it. Take yourself out. Treat yourself to a nice dinner. Treat yourself to a nice time. And it's going to be difficult for some of you because you've been practicing hating yourself so well that it might, be even, it might even be painful to do so. Endure the pain of treating yourself nicely. You can do it. <laughs> and when you feel no guilt about giving yourself, making yourself happy, and it's just like making someone else happy, then you, you have gone further. You have advanced on the path. Then you will start, start to see yourself advancing the way you were expecting you to see yourself advancing. One of the tricks that they use is to tell you, you know, when you are first on the path, it sounds, it's gonna, what am I going to say? It's going to sound like, wait a minute, I thought that was supposed to be advanced. In the very beginning, to get us, to get us started, they tell us, ah, 
in order for you to start treating others nicely, don't, look, don't see them the way they appear. See something else. Make yourself see something else. See them as Buddhas. See them as angels. Then you will start to treat them nicely. You will start to relate with them nicely. Do you think the Buddhas love you because they see you as Buddhas? That's why they love you? Because they don't see you? They are superimposing a beautiful image on you and say, oh, this guy is too, too much, I can't question him. Think of something else. Oh, now I can like him. <laughs> so in the beginning, because we are so messed up, we can't love just what is. So we have to superimpose, oh, this is a paradise, the tree gives milk, uh, the river, you can, it, it won't, it won't, <laughs> you can't drown in it. <laughs> uh, and everyone you encounter, they're really angels, they're really Buddhas, they're not sentient beings who need your help. And you start to see that way, and you start to say, ah, oh, okay, I can, I, I, I can like them, I can like them, I can like them. And once that exercise is over, then you have to start looking at them for who they are, for what they are presently, and then still be able to have that same level of love. If your love is demanding that the object of your love is something else, be something else, then you're not really loving. Trying to think of a line from who was the teacher, Tilopa or Naropa? Who was the teacher? Tilopa. Tilopa. Very good. You passed that quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Tilopa's advice to Naropa about uh, how to view, how to have a evenness of mind in viewing things. Um, very bad paraphrasing. Essentially saying, don't imagine them to be something, and don't be, uh, don't be, see, don't be fooled by the by the appearance. So don't be fooled by the appearance. Don't imagine them to be something else. Just allow your mind to just see what is. So when you can look at a sentient being and see a roach, a mosquito, a snake, a rat, and you don't have to superimpose on that rat, on that roach, well, that's a Buddha. It's just taking the form of a, of a roach, trying to help me. You see, that's a rat. That's a, one of the sentient beings who needs your love. Then, your love has elevated, has evolved.
then you can say it's it's real love. You're not wearing. training wheels okay. to visualize all beings as Buddhas in order for you to love them, in order for you to relate with them properly. It's like wearing, it's like, not you don't wear it, but you, you, it's like uh, having training wheels on your, on your, on your I guess it's not bicycle, tricycle? <laughs> okay. Because it's not by imagining sentient beings to be Buddhas, to be already enlightened and you just can't see it and something wrong with you. It's not by doing that that they help you or that you get results from relating with them. Whether you imagine them to be Buddhas or not, the way you relate with them, you will get a result. And there is no getting to enlightenment without relating with sentient beings. So, all sentient beings should be your object of devotion. Because they are the real one who help you get to a Buddhahood. All sentient beings are worthy of your offerings. Not by imagining them to be something else, by dealing with them exactly as they are. That's why the real Bodhisattvas It is sentient beings that they worship. will make you into a perfect being. Who will make you into a Buddha? And once you become a Buddha, who will you be serving?
So if you still need the train wheels, I mean it's a good, it worked before, it will work again. That is, if it's really very, very difficult for you to just see sentient beings, another, another person, take them exactly as they are. If it's very difficult for you, then use the trick. Oh, that's a Buddha. Eventually, you will go up. You won't need the training wheels anymore. Projecting. Live in the bliss of the ordinary. It's not my own words. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds very nice though. I wish I could take credit for it. Isn't that cute? Stop projecting. Live in the bliss of the ordinary. It's hot. Well, it was hot. <laughs> and uh, temperature has cooled down enough, so you can you can end now, so you can go back out. <laughs> I know you New Yorkers. You go out, so you can find the air-conditioned place. <laughs> go, go to the uh, Whole Food. <laughs> Hang out there until it's very late. You buy yourself a smoothie. Oh, I don't want them to think I was here just for the air conditioner. <laughs> 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 
turn into truly truly appreciate you. Starting to appreciate your value. Forgive me for my lack of consideration. In my immature love, I was acting to be. I was doing what love asked me to do. find it in your heart to forgive me. So I just felt like babbling tonight, so I don't have anything else to say. We're done. You want to meditate on something? <laughs> you have to have that note sign, right? <laughs> that you actually meditated tonight. every meditation the same way, remember? This is it. Don't think about how your meditation is going to be tomorrow. Don't think about what improvements you're going, you would like to make. You do that in the beginning. But when you're about to sit down to do the meditation, think this is it. This is it. And remember as, as well as you can what you're supposed to do. If it's just meditating on the breath, this is it. You know, don't think of it, oh, this is, gonna, this is the first step so I can get to the next step. Don't do that. This is it. So bring all your joy, bring all your pain right here. And let, let them help you. your determination bring the body to where it's supposed to be to help you and let it bring your mind to where it's supposed to this is it bring yourself to the place where you were in the earlier part of the meditation before the talk and try to continue from that place.
whatever degree of tranquility you find yourself in, look at it without disturbing it. Notice the lack of striving. And within that state, let your heart embrace all sentient beings, knowing that in their striving, they're seeking to have the same taste. just wishing that they have it, you offer it to them. And you can help with this by visualizing light emanating from your heart, from your being, connecting with all sentient beings. The light itself is not just light, it is this very state of tranquility that you are enjoying. Thank you very much.